Welcome to episode 109 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hadamio. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are in Again. front of the camera. Yeah. And Hi. I um I did not wash my face last night. I look like a fucking hot mess. And I'm talking to you and I'm like, I go to the bathroom. I go, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It like, is not terrible. Black mascara. Because a, we had so much fun last so night much at karaoke. Fun. Oh my God. It was hilarious. Yes. It was hilarious. And I tried to tell you that my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, <gasps> Tina. Didn't I? Ooh. Didn't I try to tell you? It's And it's true. And it's true. It was just boy after boy after boy. I mean, boy. I can't. I mean, what am I supposed Like, what? <laughs> I can't. I don't know. I can't even go out in public anymore, to you be can't. honest with you. It's you very can't. difficult for me to like. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My Keep God. it together, engineer. Keep it together. <gasps> anyway, you did fucking two oh great my songs. God. I did. So I my I invited my um my younger cousin to come out. Oh, and he was like, no. Um, <gasps> he just sent back a meme that was like, no. And so this morning, um, he happened to text me, and then he said, hey, because we had gone to karaoke before in the past, mm-hmm. and he says. Um, he goes, oh, did you do uh, uh, Slim Shady while you were blacked out? Like the last time we went to karaoke. <laughs> oh, my God. Hashtag never forget. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you did Slim Shady? Shit, uh, Tina. Apparently. You- <laughs> I, re- I don't remember much of it, but. Oh, my yes. God. Please oh do that again. <laughs> Please do Slim Shady the next time. You, t- you do go towards like a rappy. I do. Rap kind of feel every time. I don't know why. Well, what I, is this? I don't know. But then you. Do that cute dance where you're like, you oh kick lord! Your, she kicks up the back. I do. I'm like, what am I like? I'm like a five year old. It's adorable. <laughs> it's like you're so into it. Oh my god! And then to fuck the piece de resistance at the end of <laughs> Tina's last song, she's screaming about something and she goes, "Fuck you!" And I was like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Yes!" Oh my god! Fucking bowling alley anarchy. Oh my it was god. the greatest fucking thing I've ever fucking seen. I don't know what was happening. This it was a long week, honey. It, it was, was a long, long week. Well, a lot of bills this and week. Well, uh, well, we got. Oh, we got to talk about this now. Now I we got to talk sorry, about. Sorry, sorry. Well, that's real what stress, stuff. That's what's stressing us out. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about this? How about the second committee for the fifteen-week abortion ban? People are testifying, saying, "Please don't take my fucking rights away from my body." And they're like, "You know what? We don't have we time don't to really listen to you. hear your comments." Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah. No public comments. No public comments. They're, we're they're, we're they're in passing, a police state. Yeah, we're they're passing laws state. without public input about our rights. Yeah. That's what they're doing. It's, I, I, I is anybody paying, here's my question. From the oh. outside, if you're not in Florida and you're on the outside, is there anybody who can help us? Is there anybody could come and be like, this is all illegal. How, okay. This is not sun. It's violating sunshine laws. Right. Like, this is illegal to do this. Well, also, I had this conversation with my, co- um, not my cousin, my husband the other day. Of, and we've talked about it before. But, you know, again, we have the first female vice president. Uh. And she and, and, and Trump had the stage mm. for four years of constant media coverage of fake news and all of this stuff, all of the time, like anything that he was upset about, it's blasted on the news and his face and his awful voice mm, blasted everywhere. Voice. 
But where is where are our leaders coming out and blasting people all over the place? Why aren't they doing that? It's I radio silence from this VP. Like, I don't understand. Like, I understand she puts, like, it's, messages out. Yeah. But I want to hear her voice saying, Florida is in danger. Texas is in danger. Alabama is in danger. We need to help these states. Like, where is she? It's like. Why isn't she rallying us together? Eerie. It's fucking eerie how quiet She's she quiet. is. It's fucking weird. There's it's like, yeah, is she sidelined for some reason? What the fuck is going on? The only thing that happened was that border issue way back yeah, in but her they gave, early, they and threw then they her the shit pile right. of the fucking problems and then two they days hit, into the, office and then they hid her away since then it feels yeah. like but may, maybe it's her maybe she's like i'm not fucking i'm not getting involved in but in, why like I this don't isn't going to win her an election if she thinks she's going to run and if she runs we are going to lose the first I hate time to say it. the first time i've seen her since the inauguration <laughs> was Build Back Better celebration, uh, the January 6th, like, insurrection thing. I think yes. she gave a speech about that, and um, or she was there, and she was and she was trying to sound, like, tough. Like, that's what I loved about Kamala, was that she was yes. just very much, like, fucking ballsy. And I love that, but she does it now, and I'm like, what? Yeah, we haven't seen or heard yeah, from you. It's but weird. But with reproductive rights, where are you? No, I know. Like, why can't she be our champion right now? I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I just, it just feels like... All these states are doing this, and I get it. It's on a state state level, but that's where the federal level can come in, and these leaders yeah. can start saying, like, everyone, so that it is on a national stage. When yeah. you say, does anyone know what's happening in Florida? They should be telling everybody what's happening in Florida. Yeah. God and dang. The worst part is that it's, uh, it's utterly hopeless. Like, yeah. there's nothing... You know what? The last session and the one before, we talked about it last ep- the last episode, yeah. but they passed all these awful bills... Um, and then they're immediately challenged in court, right? The second that they sign, he signs yes. it, they're challenged in court by the ACLU or whoever, NAACP, yeah. and they get thrown out. Yeah. And then they appeal it, it goes all the way to the Florida Supreme Court where it's all handpicked with his judges. Yeah. And, and you know what, what I mean? And then what? But it's, they're doing work that is going to be sitting in the courts for years and it'll either, either be thrown up or it'll be upheld. But either way, they could be doing things that are not controversial. Right. And, and just helping fucking our helping and people. helping our state. Yeah. That's what they could be doing. But they don't care about that. Everything is just about their agenda. It's so disgusting. Well, P.S. It's um, so disgusting. I put on, I shared it on the Muck's um, Twitter, Muck podcast on Twitter. Um, Raymond, Representative Raymond Alexander gave yes. this eight minute, um, I guess they call it. Testimony. Yeah, his testimony on at the committee for the critical race theory. It is so fucking incredible, Tina. Like, if you haven't seen it, you have to go to our Twitter and find it. I immediately sent Tina a message. I'm like, we need to have him on the podcast, like, right now. He said things in there that we've heard before, and I want to keep reminding people of this, um, is that all these people who are working in Tallahassee across the, like, the Democrats are friends with the Republicans. Like, on a surface level, they're all friends. They're friendly. Yeah. And the, and and the Republicans actually say to the Democrats like this is messed up. This is fucked up. Yeah. I don't really support this. I don't like this bill. Like critical race theory. Last year it was the 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 trans ch- banning children trans children yeah. from playing sports. They don't like these are these are human beings who are like I really don't like this. But when push comes to shove they fucking vote for it because they know because it's about they'll be primary. Right. And he says that in this video, we've heard it from Chevron uh, yeah. state uh, senator Chevron Jones, we've heard it from Rep Bobby DeBose, we've heard it from Rep Robin Bartleman, and now with he says it in his testimony, like he looks across and he says, "There's some good people over here, and I know y'all aren't okay with this." 
So like, where is the courage even from a Republican who can stand up and say, this is not what we should be focusing on. We don't need to do this. And the message you're sending isn't even a good message. It's like, you're not even doing good work. It's evil fucking shit. It's bad. You know? I don't know. I don't know like why they care so much. Cause if their role is to be a public servant, yeah. if you get primary, you get primary. You're not supposed to be in this job forever. And who cares? If you, if you get primaried for standing up like, and saying, this you. is all shitty legislation, people, people will support you're a that hero. Actually. So what? You're not elected. Big fucking deal. Like who cares? But at least you li- went out on and, a good fucking and, note. And they and don't really and know. History, and in history, you, you don't look like a complete prick. Right. Because Chip LaMarca <laughs> oh, and his votes, please. he looks like a complete fucking clown. Yeah. He looks like a clown. And I, I don't understand and how people in this fucking area still support is, though, this motherfucker. The thing is, though, what if he doesn't get primaried? What if these people don't get primaried? You know, like, they take right. the chance right. and see what happens. Because that could be the thing that turns the tide away from this small margin yeah. that is controlling everything right. within that party and back to something else. Yeah, and apparently 30 years ago, that's how the Florida Senate was. The Florida yeah. Senate did not give a fuck who the governor was. It was yeah. Republican or Democrat. They would always say, they would, it would stop there. Yeah. Always. Not anymore. Not anymore. Well, we got to get Nikki Freed in there. Oh my God. Get fried. I'm telling you, college campus, college students, if you're listening, get fried with Freed. Yeah. Get fried with Freed, and that's the message. You'll get high because she'll pass that bill, mm. and we need the young votes. Hi. <laughs> young votes. I mean, I'm voting for this. Let's I go. I mean, she's doing uh, um, many other amazing things, but yeah. we got to get the young people out, and I feel like they would get out with get fried with Freed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at my screen because I want to uh, I know I had something else I wanted to mention, but I don't want you to see my story. Okay. I'm looking. I'm looking everywhere else. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, yeah, we're going to have a Justice uh, Supreme Court pick. Yes. From yes, Joe Biden, yes, from President yes. Biden. And so I was wondering, I mean, do you think it's going to go smoothly? I mean, he wants to do it within the next 30 it's days. Not, no. He's promised Mitch McConnell a black already woman. Said, uh, Mitch McConnell already said that he's going to block everything Right, so that's can. my question. Is is this possible? Is it, Can he do? But we have the majority, we so do. I don't see this well, could go. unless we have the two people. Those two. Uh, Manchin and... Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, w- I now, always want to say, cin- cin- don't you think cinnamon, this is like, the, don't you, don't you think this is the test for them? I mean, it's one oh, thing no. to like push if, back yeah, on the legislation, but this, this is like, they're stripped of being Democrats. You don't yeah. get to be a Democrat. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you can do that to a person, yeah. but they should just, just fuck it. Throw an R by your name. Yeah. You're not giving us the votes anyway. You don't get to sit with us. Yes. Go away. Yes. And he's promised a black woman. He's going to nominate a black woman. Yeah. So I am so fucking stoked about this. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. But. Oh, and I love that they were coming out with, like, you have to have 60-something votes in order to confirm a Supreme Court. And then they went back to all the Republican ones that were all under oh because they God. steamrolled them in. It's like somehow they forget. Well, they don't forget, but they everything They is, think we're going to forget. Yeah, it's all revisionist <laughs> history. Yeah. Over and over and over. It's it's insane. Yeah. We, it's Orwellian. Mm. God damn it. That's a <laughs> book, right? Is that a writer? Writer. Okay. Uh, 1984. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you that ready? So are we? Is that good? Yes, yes, yes. I'm ready. Okay. <gasps> Today, uh? <clears throat> I'm going to be covering U.S. Senator <gasps> Strom Thurmond. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> Here we go. I've been threatening this oh for a long time. My God. Oh, this okay. guy. Yeah. Oh so my listen. God. I got to tell Just you. His name I, is so there's gross. too much to go into. There's too much. Yeah. 
So I'm going to focus on the, um, the, the civil rights things and also um, the sexual harassment. And he's kind of, there's a lot of things going on here with this guy sexually. And I thought Orvit was very Ooh. interesting. So I, that's what I'm going to talk about. Oh. You can go look up anything you want about Strom Thurmond. Go on. I yes. mean, what the fuck? Don't, don't come over here and say, well, you didn't We're give this. I don't yeah. give a fuck. We're given the juicy Doing bits. I We're given the juicy bits. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. So. The juicy I bits. You, I'm woozy. I'm sitting here like this. <laughs> oh my god we're trying to survive i think i had four drinks but it's Ooh. possible that i had five and um our engineer was Ooh. like but you were drinking water when i got there and i was like eh, that wasn't water that <laughs> was not water <laughs> all right Ooh. strom you ready yeah okay james strom thurman was born on december 5th 1902 Jesus. in edgefield south carolina his father served as a county supervisor, <laughs> representative to South Carolina General Assembly, and a solicitor. In 1902, he unsuccessfully contested the election for United States Congress. Um, his mother was um, a well from a well-known family, so they're very wealthy in South Carolina. They lived in this humongous house, had horses and bulls mm. and all this kind of shit. I, I wonder uh, what their family was involved in in South Hello. Carolina to Hello. provide for that land. Yeah. Um, and the home was frequented by politicians and lawyers, so they're big, you know, muckety-mucks over there. And uh, Strom attended Clemson um, Agricultural oh. College in South Carolina, which is now Clemson University. In 1923, he graduated with a degree in horticulture. Oh. Um, at Clemson, he served as the president of the Calhoun Literary Society, which oh. Calhoun sounds like like a real that's a slave owner bitch there's something yes. that's gotta be something I, I mean i like the literary society part yeah um <laughs> and he debated parliamentary procedure oh uh, he's one of those <laughs> you didn't make a motion yeah you need to do blah 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 like you know those people at the yeah meetings. yeah yes oh my god so call to order yeah <laughs> can i get a vote can i get a motion <laughs> Oh, you can get a motion, all right. You didn't provide get discussion. You didn't give us time to have discussion. You can't vote yet. <laughs> According to the bylaws. <laughs> that's the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on as I write that down to the... Sometimes I look at this, and I'm scratching it at the end. I go, I don't... I have no idea what I wrote. Okay. Um, so after his graduation, he worked as a farmer, a teacher, and an athletic coach. In 1929, he was appointed as Edgefield County Superintendent of Education. Okay. Well, serving as a superintendent he began studying law under his father's uh guidance um in 1930 thurman was admitted to the south carolina bar and he was appointed at, at as the edgefield town and county attorney serving from 1930 to 1938 oh so so he did i didn't go to law school but did like you can apprentice under a yes. lawyer and yes. then just pass the bar yes must be nice. Yes. So he he supported Franklin D. Roosevelt in 1932 for the presidential election, and he favored Roosevelt's argument that the federal government could be used to assist citizens in the daily plights brought by on by the Great Depression. In 1933, he was elected to the South Carolina Senate, serving there until 1938 when he was elected to the state circuit judge. Okay. Hey, that's a so lot of seats. He's been doing, yeah. he does a the most. Yeah. yeah, he does the most. Uh, he's very accomplished. Huge racist but very accomplished person. Ugh. In 1942, at age 39, um, after the U.S. formally entered World War II, Judge Thurman resigned from the bench to serve in the U.S. Army, rising to the to the level of, uh, or the rank of lieutenant colonel. In the Battle of Normandy in 1944, he landed in a glider attached what? to the 82nd Airborne Division. So he's 39, by the way, which is that's, considered that's, old, that's old at that's that old point, right? Find, yeah. Um, it's and that, not and now. That, and that battle so. is known as, you know, 
yeah. being really horrific. Yeah. One of the worst ones so of that war. I love this next part because you know how I love, we talk about the names of all, all the stuff. Yes. So he, re- he received 18 medals for his service. What? And here's some of the names. Oh, God. Legion of Merit with Oak Leaf Cluster. Okay. Bronze Star <laughs> with Valor Device. Purple Heart. World War II Victory Medal. European African Middle Eastern Campaign Medal. Belgium's Order of the Crown and France's Croix de Guerre, de Guerre. Wow. Yeah. Can you believe this? That's a lot. Yeah. So too okay. much. We shouldn't be fighting wars, people. Yeah. <laughs> Do we still give like participation medals to people who yeah. are going to war? <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So he ran oh as a Democrat God. or, you know, a Dixiecrat. Yeah. yeah. Um, in a virtually one party state, Thurman was elected governor of South Carolina Dang. in 1946, largely on the promise of making state government more transparent and accountable by weakening the power of a group of politicians who... We're running that pl- that state. So many voters considered Thurman a progressive for much of his term in large. Now, this is not progressive like we know progressive. Okay. Um, in large part due to his influence in gaining the arrest of the perpetrators of the lynching of Willie Earl, which was a black man who was who was killed there. So he went after the people that did that. Yes. Okay. Um, though none of the men were found guilty by an all white jury. In the case where the defense called no witnesses, oh Thurman was congratulated God. by the NAACP and the ACLU for his efforts to bring the murderers to justice. Okay. Now, don't give him any congratulations because it's about to get fucking bad. Oh, no. Um, so, 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 mm-hmm. so he j- does he just flip? Or is he just, he's always I think this been case was like a one-off, to be honest with you, because he's really just... I wonder what compelled him to do it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Maybe because he was a young kid. I don't know. So he runs for president of the United States as a third party candidate in 1948, but was unsuccessful because his campaign was about protecting South Carolina from integration. Oh God. This is a quote from one of his campaign speeches. It's fucking insane. It's insane. And I wish that I could tell you that 20 years from, from 1948 that he's like gets on the right side of history, but he fucking doesn't. I mean, for 20 years, this man has been elected over and over again. He's a fucking flat out racist. Just insane. Like, what is going on in South Carolina? Uh, listen. Well, it's just. And why does 1948 not seem that long ago to me? It really doesn't. Because we're from the late 1900s. Oh, that's okay? right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the mid 1900s. Oh that's God. the problem. <laughs> okay, so here's the quote. Are you ready? I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that there's not enough troops in the army to force the Southern people to break down segregation and emit the n-word <gasps> race into our theaters into <gasps> our swimming pools into our homes and into our churches end quote and he gets elected yes oh god it's so disgusting so oh no well, well no no so that's when he's running for president oh, oh okay okay but so he's already holding office and yes, all yes, yes, okay, yes okay yes. okay so after he loses that um he runs for the u.s senate in 1950 and he loses that race but uh he runs again in 1954 and he's the first person who's ever and i think maybe only to be elected as a write-in candidate so the the democrat who was on the ticket dies oh and so he tells everybody write my name (gasps) in next to this person's name and they did and he got fucking elected no yes oh my god he he runs and he's like listen i promise if i get elected i will resign like i will you know what i mean like i will run in the next election general election and as a regular candidate and he does and he wins you know goes well now they know his name yes so, well, everybody knew his name. Anyway, he was the fucking yeah, governor at that yeah. point, right? So he goes on to get reelected 
in eight consecutive terms and serves in the U.S. Senate for 48 years. This is a problem. Years. This is a problem. 48 years. This is a problem. Three, it should just be three terms, two terms, three terms, and that's it. I don't yeah. understand with every other office. Yeah. It's term limited. These Senate seats have to be term limited. Yeah. I, there's no reason for him to, to make a career yeah. out of this. That's not what this, it, this, this position is for. I got to tell you, I watched this video on YouTube. It's in our notes. Years. I Jesus. Know. It's in our notes, but it's this, um, the South Carolina Hall of Fame. I don't know, some organization, South Carolina. They, in, in, in um, what is that called? Inducted. Inducted him and uh, in the Hall of Fame. And they have this like video you can watch of all of his accomplishments. And the music's like, dee, 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 right? And he's sitting there at the fucking podium going, no N words <gasps> in our pools. And the music's like, dee, dee, dee. And I'm like, you've inducted this motherfucker into your Hall of Fame? It talks about nothing. Like, it re- literally says like he was this, he was against segregate or who, integration. Wait. I mean, it's who, wait, crazy. Who, who, who inducted him? It's the some South, South Carolina Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't know if it's no, a state they thing. They need to get or, rid of, they need to re- re- repeal that. Oh, they need to. There's a lot of things that need to be repealed with this guy. I mean, oh it's crazy. God. It's crazy. South okay. Carolina, get it together. Yeah. It's 2022. Yeah. So in 1964, he changes from the Democratic Party to Republican. And it has a lot to do with um, uh, Kennedy and like all civil of these rights things. movement. Yeah, civil rights movement, that. all of that. Yeah. And um, he... Uh, he was supporting the Republican candidate for president and the Democrats were fucking furious because he was had a loud voice, you know? And, uh, so they said that when, of course Kennedy wins. And so, um, they are saying they were going to throw him out of the party. Of course they didn't, which I thought was so funny Uh, because Democrats still today don't have any fucking balls. (laughs) Throw them out. Why are they still there? Why are they there? There's gotta be like a basement in that fucking building where they can take them down there and start (laughs) taking toenails off. Do you know what I'm saying? Until they fucking vote the right way. Why are we running the party that way? Medieval is what I'm saying. Yes. Get medieval on their asses. (gasps) Oh, you don't like this build back better? Take yeah. a finger. Take a finger Ooh, off. With the They're pliers. They're both walking off like a Band-Aid on their hand, like walking around. With, the, fucking, with the pliers. Yeah. You, you only need oh, one finger to vote, God. bitch. Just go like this. I'll take all the rest of those you fingers. Can still, you can you vote, motherfuckers. You can vote with a knuckle, too. Yeah. So, You're I mean. fucking killing me. You're oh fucking killing me. Oh, my God. But, but, I mean, think about it. Someone can be born, and their entire life, it's the same yeah. senator representing yes. them their whole yes. life yes that's not right they it's they, not you know because things change like just right. and he's never now here's the other thing i don't know do you remember trent lott the senator trent lott yeah 90s big head looks like a, a <laughs> he looks like an undead frankenstein oh i don't know my how God. else to fucking explain this guy he would go around and he would tell everybody that Strom Thurmond wasn't a racist anymore. He was not a segregationist anymore. Oh. Like was trying oh. to do the spin in the he, 90s. And so I was like, how bitch. Did, how did that happen? He just woke up and changed one day? I don't know. Um, break. Th- th- he has to demonstrate that I'd change. also like to say and the reason. And he has to apologize for what he did in Thank the past you. and make amends for Thank it. You. Otherwise, no, yes. you're still the same jerk. The other thing I want to tell you is the reason that I did this story is because uh, – you know, I've been wanting to do Strom Thurmond, but then Joe Biden mentioned him in a, in a press conference this week, which was hilarious because, you know, they were very good friends, very good friends. He spoke at his memorial. Oh. He spoke at his uh, funeral. Oh. And um, he said something. They're like, why can't you get this passed? Or why can't you get the voting rights passed? I don't know. Somebody in the press asked him a question about it. And he goes, I'm going to make sure everybody votes for it. And they're like, how are you going to do that? And he goes, I got Strom Thurmond to vote for the civil rights or the 
the Voting Rights Act yes. back like whatever thirty oh. years ago, or whatever. And the, and I saw this whole TikTok on Instagram because I'm not on fucking TikTok. And the lady was like, "Can somebody tell Joe that this isn't the same fucking group of Republicans yes. that he worked with forty yes. fucking years ago? Yes. We've got a whole new crop of fucking morons. Oh god, <laughs> please, this isn't Strom Thurmond." Okay, this, this is, is fucking Mitch McConnell. Yeah. I mean, come on. This is he can't, Matt Gates. He, and, he uh, can't go toe for toe with these people. Like, no. We got you know, fucking we lunatics got, we got, in the we house. Got little gr- I mean, you know, I'm happy that Joe Biden was elected because of the alternative. <laughs> but we taught, we screamed about it the entire last election, yeah. presidential election cycle. We need a progressive voice. Mm-hmm. And that's it. The end. Full stop. Yeah. And they need but to be as ballsy as right. mid Republicans. There's got to be room for a progressive, medieval progressive person. <laughs> Someone who's like peace, love, environment. Ooh, yeah, protect and, and the iron, and the and then, iron but, maiden and in the they basement. Also got like that, they're also like this, where they're like, you know, and you're like, like about to punch you, you know, like what's it called? Juke, to juke somebody. Ooh. That's the kind of fucking progressive I want. Get Bernie Sanders to put up one of those, uh. one, like the girl from. Um, What's that movie? Kill Bill. The girl with the chain and that ball on it. I want to see fucking Bernie Sanders like going like this on the no, house of Senate listen. floor. Like I'm going to hit you motherfuckers I if love, you don't vote I the love, right way. I love Bernie, but Bernie's got to retire too. Oh, Make way for some young people. We got to right, cap engineer. it. That's right. We got to cap these. Okay. Uh, we got to cap. We got to do term limits and we got to put an age cap. If you have to be a certain age to go in. Yeah. Oh. There should be a certain age where it's like, yeah. I mean, 80, 80 years old, go in your garden, go how relax, many, have a cup of coffee. How many times have we go had play this conversation about we need to have a, co- we need to talk oh to, um, to Democrat. Okay. So while he gets in, when he, so when he gets elected, he's fighting for uh, segregation, right? He's in the, yeah. you know, so that's like his focus as he gets into oh. office. So he writes, he co-writes the first version of the Southern Manifesto, this fucking piece of shit. And he states this disagreement with the 1954 U.S. Supreme Court ruling in Brown versus Board of Education that desegregated public schools. And in 1957, the Eisenhower administration introduced an amendment, amended version of the Civil Rights Bill imposing expansion of federal supervision of integration in Southern states. In an unsuccessful attempt to prevent the bill's passage, Thurman, ready? He filibustered this bill, speaking for a total of 24 hours and 18 oh minutes. Oh, my God. The longest ever conducted by a single senator. Oh, my against God. Against civil rights. I mean. Still holds the 20, record. 24 Can hours. you believe? And the filibuster, again. I'm sick with of this. This has been I'm used so to protect it. racist shit all yeah. the fucking time. So. During his filibuster, Thurman relied on the book, uh, which was called The Case for the South, written by W.D. Workman Jr. Thurman had known the author for 15 years as Workman had covered both Thurman's tenure as South Carolina governor and his presidential campaign, in addition to serving, having served in the military unit with Thurman. Okay, so they're buddies. Yeah. Lifelong buddies. Yeah. So The Case for the South, described in 2013 by Loyola Loyola history professor and author Elizabeth Shermer as, quote, a compendium of segregationist arguments that hit all the high points of regional apologia, right? So this is what he read from on the floor. Great. Yeah. And Thurman sent it to everybody in the Senate, all his colleagues and the vice president at the time, Richard Nixon. And they just... Yeah, he sent this fucking racist-ass book. This is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, other Southern senators who had agreed as part of the, of a compromise not to filibuster this bill, bill were upset that Thurman with Thurman because they thought his defiance made them look incompetent into their constituents, right? They said well, that we're, n- we're not going to do yeah. that. 
Well, and here they go. Yeah. So despite his efforts, uh, the Congress passed the Civil Rights Act of 1957 on August 29th. And in January 1959, the Senate held a debate over changing the rules to curb filibusters. Thurman expressed the view that the Senate returned to the rule prior to 1917 Uh. when there were no regulations on the time for the debate. Okay. Which is why we're so screwed today. Get rid of the filibuster. Oh, God. God damn it. Damn it. What are we doing? I fuck. I don't know. Have you ever seen like um, the British Parliament? Like yes. They, and they yell at each they other? They yell at each other. Oof. I feel like we need some of that. Yes. I feel like we need people just to yell at each other, yeah. call each other names, yes. and just get it out there. Yeah. Well, like you know, what like, I was saying yeah, about like, Raymond Alexander, he should look over and go, oh, representative yes. so-and-so, representative yes, so-and-so. you're a you piece of trash. Fu- and you both you're fucking told trash. me in the hallway that you hate yes. this fucking bill and the governor's out of his fucking mind. Yes. But you're going to vote for it, yes. right? Like, it's bullshit. That's what we need. F- call these That's motherfuckers we out. We need to do it. Well, I told I told our executive producer Alfredo this, and Alfredo said it, that if a Democrat were to do that, their time in Tallahassee would be much worse. And I said, Oh well, but, but the it's being bad polite, now. but being polite isn't fucking working either. No. So why don't we try it? Let's embarrass these fucking yeah. pussies. You Ooh. fucking pussies. Yes. Fuck you. Woo. You're taking my fucking rights away because you don't want to get primaried. Fuck you. Go yes. fuck yourself. You motherfuckers. Yes. Fuck you. This is my fucking life too. This yes. is where I live. This is my home. Yes. And it's I, our and, children. And you won't listen to public comments? It's the future of the state. Okay. It's the future no, of the state. You can't shut people up. You can't fucking gag people, put a fucking well, gag on can. someone's they, mouth. Well, they can. I mean, they, they arrest people. They arrested the, the activist. Because he wanted to just yeah. have five minutes oh, to those speak. Those charges were dropped, by the way. Yeah, but s- but still, uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Well, it was a th- it it's a threat. It's yes. a warning. It's a warning. And other people who don't want to stand up will wa- see that and go, "Well, I don't want to get arrested, right. so I'm not going to fucking go." Or I don't have the money to be bailed out. Yeah. Or oh my god, I could lose my job. So it's all of these things that are going to continue to prevent people from using their First Amendment rights. Right. God damn it. Okay, so let's All get like every into, week. We're like, God damn it, God damn it, God damn it. It well, never ends. It's, this podcast will be here for a while, folks. Yeah. Get used to us. Hey. Hey. <laughs> um, Sorry. So I'm not going to get into, like, he served eight terms. It's yes. like 48 years and it's, of and it's, horrible nonsense. Can you imagine 48 years? Yeah. So let's get into the weird fucking weird stuff like the shit okay. he was up to Ooh. so there was of course sexual harassment allegations he's old school bitch oh. you walk by he's gonna pinch that ass he's oh gonna grab that God. titty <laughs> he's gonna do everything he wants to do he's like squeezing shoulders <laughs> yeah. you know and it's behind. one of those things like oh strom no get your hands Ew. off of me you fucking creep you know what he looks like did you ever see, and I know you have because your husband loves this movie, Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. You know when the guy is like the little old lady <laughs> and he does, he's not like, no, what is this? <laughs> That's who fucking Strom Thurmond is. He's like the guy with the fucking weird fucking, you know, and he's like this. He's in the elevator trying yes. to grab that tit. Yeah. Like he's fucking creepy as fuck. He's like, them green eyes. She got them green eyes, bitch. No, I don't want you to touch me though. Strom. Yeah, I don't want that. Let me <laughs> see that titty. No. <laughs> Strom. Oh, oh, my God. She's on fire today. This is. She's listen, still. So she's still. Like, listen. Still kicking. Like we, it's, still maybe spinning. we need to go out to karaoke every week before the party. 
<laughs> Can you imagine? Hillary, we got to go. Oh, Tina, I'm so tired today. No, we got to record tomorrow. You got to be on your game. Ooh. I don't know if I should be offended by that or not. That's amazing. Okay. Okay. Whew. Okay, let's get into this creep. So according to NBC News in 2017, it was widely acknowledged around Congress that Thurman inappropriately touched women throughout his career. Thurman's colleague, Senator Patty Murray, stated that in ni- early 1994, Thurman, then 91, because oh them God. dicks never fucking stop working. Oh my God. He tried to fondle her breasts in an <gasps> elevator. At 91 years old? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> slow down. Get them titties. <laughs> get them titties. <laughs> Can that, maybe that should be a sticker that we sell on our merch site. <laughs> Josh, we need a rendition Josh, from Big Josh, Trouble in Little China. Draw me like this, go let me. Woo! I think I'm going to pee my pants. I'm not even fucking kidding. I peed my pants Woo. last fucking night. <laughs> no. Laughing so fucking hard. I forgot what it was, but I was dying laughing so uh. fucking hard. Okay. Yeah, 91. Could you imagine? Like, at 91, I'm just going to be like, just let me lay here all day. I just want to fucking lay down. He's, like, trying mm. to get fucking some some action going. It's incredible. Which is, okay, great, great. Leave people alone. Go get yourself a girlfriend and get out of the Senate. No, you can't. Get out of the Senate. What are you doing in the Senate at 91? (sighs) Oh, my God. Honestly. Like, honestly. Can you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine? Yeah. No, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. The alleged incident prompted a statement from Thurman's office saying that he had not engaged in any... He was still serving, by the way. That's what I'm saying. Um, He had not engaged in any inappropriate behavior and that he was showing gentlemanly courtesy by assisting Murray into the elevator. Oh, (laughs) wow. By her tit. Wow, let me lead the way. Yeah, not her arm or like her, you know, gently. No, no, no. He... First of all, first of all, let me help you with your tip. Like, let me help you balance. Why do women need your help to get into an elevator to begin well, he's with? A, he's an old Southern oh, gentleman. You see, he likes to help so the ladies. Gross. No, he doesn't. Do you need a hand, honey? Let me hold your tit and help <laughs> you into the elevator. That's how he talked too. It was very much oh, like this. Oh, I, I can't. I, I can't. Uh, I'm gonna be a gentleman, uh, help no. you into the elevator. You're scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, female Senate staffers from the late 1980s and early 1990s recall that Thurman was on an informal list of male senators who were known for harassing women regularly such as while such like being alone in the elevators with him you know this is so, we've talked about this before that yeah, women female staffers or interns are always yes. told stay away from xyz yes. because if you're alone with them they're going to put their hand up your skirt they're going right. to grab your titty right uh, but instead of saying that that guy has to be yeah instead expelled, of saying strong keep your fucking hands no to yourself. not even keep your hands you did it once you're yeah, expelled get out. get out why do these women that have to navigate and go oh i can't go here i can't go there uh, because he's a a, a, a jerk off pig p.s that's our entire get, lives get rid our, of that yeah it is just from the from being alive and being a woman we have to from, navigate yes, that yes you know what i mean and is this talk- alley a rape alley yes. or is it a regular alley right uh and we've talked about this before like that at least in my experience at every single job yeah ex- save for my current one mm-hmm. at every single place of employment Give it time. that i have had mm-hmm. i have had encounters with male colleagues that are in completely inappropriate i've been touched i've had things said to me and it it never stops from when i was 14 years old yeah from when i was 14 years old Onward. You were pulled over by a police officer who fucking harassed yes. you. Like that. Yes. We don't, we're not safe from anyone. Yes. No one. So it's, Ugh. it's, 
God, what it's is that? It's not fair. But what is it's that? It's not fair. Because, you know, I'm sure there's women who harass. I mean, I've been, uh, yes. I, get little, I get a little harassy when I get drunk, right? I probably <laughs> say a couple of things I shouldn't say. But overall, it's men. What is yes. it at 91 that he's still interested in a little bit of strange? Like, what yeah. is that? What is it? Well, <laughs> it's power, too. You know, it's having power and control over something else. Yeah. Uh, political reporter Koki Roberts said uh, in 2017 that Thurman kissed her on the mouth <gasps> while she was live on the air at a political convention. Ew. 2000, yeah. Ugh. Roberts Wait, stated so that. Wait, so he's like in his 80s? 90s, 90s? right? 90s? Uh, Roberts, no, no, she said this in 2017. So oh, I think it happened oh, in the 90s. Or, yeah. okay, okay, Roberts okay, okay. stated that Thurman was, quote, was in the category of his own, end quote, when it came to polit- politicians and sexual harassment. Okay. How has he been there for 49 years? I don't know. They all, and all this came out after he died, I really. I don't understand. I don't understand how there are no laws in place that prevent this stuff from happening. If it can't happen well, at work, PS, why is it happening in Congress? But it's also pre-Time's uh, Up. Right, and me too. You know, too, with things, yeah, me too, and all that thing when things start, time's up. I meant me too. Yeah. Fucking time's up. Same thing. Uh, you know, <clears throat> it was before all of that where people, you know, weren't taking it seriously. Yeah. Okay, so he had two marriages, and I find both of these completely unusual and strange, Ooh. and I think go into his, like, kinky, what, what he's about, oh, right? Strong. So Strong, what's going on? <laughs> so he was 45, I'm sorry, 44 when he married his first wife. Jean Crouch in the South Carolina governor's mansion on November 7th, 1947. And in April, 1947, when Crouch was a senior at when this is how they met when she was a senior at Winthrop college, Thurman was a judge in a beauty contest in which she was selected as Miss South Carolina. Oh God. And in June upon her college graduation, he hires her as his personal secretary. Oh, Um, so she was coerced into this marriage. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm just a legend. He's 44. She's 22. All right. Um, on September 13th, 1947, Thurman proposed marriage by calling Crouch to his office to, di- to take a dictated letter. And the letter was to her and contained his proposal of marriage. I mean, I guess that's I want you to come into yeah. my office. Yes. I got a letter. I need you yeah. to dictate. <laughs> Will uh, you marry me? Ever since I saw you at 22 years old, oh <laughs> you won God. Miss South Carolina. <laughs> How oh my God, hilarious so horrible. is that? Like. Come work for me. You're in this beauty contest. Yeah. Well. So 13 years later in 1960, Crouch, unfortunately, she dies of a brain tumor at (gasps) age 33. And they had no children. Oh, that's sad. So he marries his second wife, Nancy Janice Moore, on December 22nd, 1968. He was 66. Uh Uh-huh. She was 22. Oh, no, no. That's around the age he likes it, honey. mm, That's how he likes it. 22. He's 60 fucking six. Okay, but is she like, hmm, I'm 22. She's He's got gonna a lot of soon. money. He's going to die soon. I'm going to get a bunch of money. It'll yeah. be great. Meanwhile, he lives to 90 something. Yes. And she's like, ah, oh, damn it. All the good years of my life are gone. Well, he. And maybe, unless she's maybe on the side, you know, doing her own thing. I think that kind of is what happened. So, okay. um, she also won Miss South Carolina. So what, he just goes to these, he goes to judge these shows to find wives? Yeah, no, that's, it's basically like a dating, you know, oh. app for him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, swipe to the left, bitch. Yes. Keep going, yeah. swipe to the left. Is that how it goes, swipe to the left? I don't know. I don't know It's, it's the right, left, you swipe Honey, somewhere. I'm too old for these apps. I can't get on TikTok. I'm not getting on a dating app. Yeah, no. You know, no. I just go to karaoke Woo! and I just stand there like That's this. true. And I, they all come. Yeah. Who's going to talk to me moths, moths to the flame. <sighs> 
my milkshake being on the boat to the Yellowstone. Oh, we got this camera's gonna die. We need okay, to keep oh going. Oh yeah, we okay. gotta keep going. Oh my so god. So two years later, he hired her to work in his Senate office after she wins that Miss South Carolina, right? And although Nancy did not particularly enjoy politics, she nevertheless became a popular figure on Capitol Hill at age sixty-eight in nineteen seventy-one. Thurman fathered the first of four children with Nancy, oh. who was then twenty-five. Oh god, this poor woman, sixty-eight-year-old climbing on top of this yeah. young girl. Humping, I mean, humping, I mean, humping, baby. Maybe, mm. maybe, uh, look, to each his own. I mean, he's got something going on. Well. Mm. There's no BDE there, though, at all. There's well, none. Well, I mean, to get a 22-year-old, no, maybe no, there's no, a little no, bit. No. no. No? Okay. Okay. I was going to tell you about his kid. When they, No. His last child was born in 1976. Who's like, that's not far from, like, he would have been. Like, yeah. Yeah. Late Ooh. into his 60s still. Um. Okay, so Nancy and the kids stayed in South Carolina, um, and she would commute back and forth to go to D.C. So he's in D.C., you know, yeah, pulling titty in the in the elevator, and oh she's, God. like, back and forth. So they separated in March 1991 after Nancy claimed that they no longer had a real marriage, stating that, quote, at this point in my life, I would like to be able to pursue several career options and some measures of independence, end quote. Good for her. She returned to South Carolina where, of course, her children were, and um, she casually dated other men during their early stages of their separation, but neither of them ever filed for divorce, and they remained very oh. close. So, Okay, well, maybe, maybe she's like, look, yeah, I'll stick around. I'll help you out. But yeah. Okay, so he dies, of course, eventually here, of heart failure um, in his sleep on June 26, 2003 at a hospital in South Carolina. He was 100 years old. Wow. After lying in state in the rotunda of the state house in Columbia, his body was carried on a cason, I don't know what that is, um, to the First Baptist Church for services at which then-Senator Joe Biden of Delaware delivered a eulogy. And later to the family burial uh, plot in Willowbrook Cemetery in Edgefield, uh, where he was interned. At the time of his death, he was er, he was the uh, longest serving. Uh, I'm sorry, the earliest serving living governor, former governor wow. of the country. I mean, he's 100 years old. Yeah. How long did he serve until like? Because he you said he was oh, 91. He died six months after he retired. He was he was, he was 99 oldest, years old. He was 100 years old. He was actually when 100. he retired from the Senate. He was the oldest serving ever. He's the oldest serving, only person I think that got to 100 serving. Okay, no. And six months after he retired from the Senate, to full applause on the floor, um, he died six months later. Yeah, no. I mean, no. Yeah. This is too much. It's too long, and he's yeah. too old. 100 years old. Fish. So here's the, here's, the, here's the end to all of this. So after he dies. All this stuff comes this out. This woman comes out. Ooh. <clears throat> and she's like, yo. Essie May Washington Williams publicly reveals that she's Strom Thurmond's daughter. Woo! She was born October 12th, 1925 <gasps> to Carrie Butler, who had worked for Thurmond's parents when she was like 15 or 16. <gasps> and they had an affair together. Like they were together. I don't know if they were boy. I don't want to say boyfriend and girlfriend. Well, he was 15, 22. 16. He was 22. She was 15, 16. Yeah. I mean, back then. They she's a black maid. Okay. Oh, what, so, the, what the hell is his problem then? I don't understand. What is his problem? I don't know. But this is... And and did he ever see her? Did he keep so, a relationship with her? I'm going to read about it, but I got to tell uh. you. So I watched the whole thing with... So she comes out and the family acknowledges, yes, this is his daughter. Um, and What like, a disgusting person. Like everybody knew. And and she, like, loved him. Like, the, I think the mother loved him, too. And so... They, you have blown my mind right now. Yeah, and and so so she knew that she had to protect 
her dad, right? Like she knew, so she kept quiet all those years. Then why does she say that? What are you doing? Like painfully watched him fight (gasps) against integration and like didn't say anything because she loved this man. And even though he was so against, right? And he never called her daughter. He never called um, when they would go to his office when he was in South Carolina. And I mean, was he kind to them? He gave them money. Okay, but that's not being kind. No, that's like he never talked to the mother nicely. Never acknowledged <gasps> the daughter was like said, "Daughter, this is my daughter." Like nothing like that ever. You know what? He doesn't deserve that kindness. No. They should have blown him up. Yeah, but I mean, I can imagine at the time the backlash. It would it could have been very awful for them. Right. That's what I think. That's the other thing. Like I think him. the mother was like. I mean, she was fifteen or sixteen when she oh gave birth God. to this daughter. So she was raised by her maternal aunt and uncle, and she was not told that Thurman was her father until she was in high school, (gasps) and that's when she met him for the first time. Oh, my God. Um, She later married and took on the name Washington Williams and had a family. She retired as a Los Angeles Unified School District elementary school teacher with a master's degree, and though the Thurman family never publicly acknowledged her as his daughter when, when he was alive, he helped pay her way through a historically black college in South Carolina and continued to give her financial support well into her adult life. What? Yeah. And she did not reveal she was Thurman's daughter in, during his lifetime because, quote, it wasn't to the advantage of either one of us, end quote, right? Because like, she wants, I mean, she now could go to school and I get, yeah. I get it. That is just beyond wild. But she was in her 80s when he died. She was wow. 87. And when she first was able to oh publicly acknowledge this thing, this that he's her dad. And she said in this, she wrote a whole book about it. And she said in the book that it's the first time she actually felt like she was being herself, like alive <gasps> at 87 years old. Oh my God. Yeah. What a horrible person. Yeah. Um, she kept what silent. a horrible person. Yeah. She kept silent out of respect for her father and denied the two had agreed out that of she respect. would not reveal I mean, this look connection at this. to him. Look at this. Out of respect. Yeah. And he got no respect for her because if he did, he would do the right thing or would have done the right thing. Yeah. Um, after she came forward, the Thurman fam- family attorney acknowledged her, her parentage and um, his her name was added to those of his other children on a monument to Thurman installed at the state house grounds. That picture is in our notes. It's incredible. There's a statue of Strom Thurmond outside the state house in South Carolina. And also in that the Hall of Fame video, they re, you know, he's standing there when they take the thing off. And I'm like, he doesn't this deserve is a, a statue. Who fought <laughs> Why does he have a statue? Like, I don't know. Like, like this is a civil war statue as yeah, far as I'm concerned. Like, yeah. take that motherfucker down. Take it take down. Take it down. Yeah. Rip his go head put off. It, I mean, go put it on your family land somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like your family can memorialize you all they want, but so it's uh, many. I mean, I appreciate that her name is put on there. Yeah, but but he doesn't need a statue. Many close friends and staff members and South Carolina residents had suspected that Washington Williams was Thurman's daughter, as they had noted his interest in her. Oh God! The young woman had been granted a degree of access to Thurman, more typically of a family member than to the member of the public. And later, she intended. She said later she intended to join the Daughters of the American Revolution and did not did and did apply to join the United Daughters of the Confederacy as she was eligible through Thurman's ancestry. Oh my God! <laughs> I, <laughs> which is so fucking good. I love it. Um, yeah. It was, wow. but, uh, but of course it was not approved. So she that died was... shortly after uh, coming out also. No. Yeah. I mean, 87 is pretty good, yeah. you know, but like. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
But just like his second wife, who was like, well, he'll die soon. She was probably like, anytime he dies, I can finally yes. come out and say and this. And then he ends up living forever. Old. My so God. That's Strom Thurmond. What a story. I'm shocked. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Or maybe I, I remember or, it. I remember when know. it came out. Yeah, yeah. I, if, there's so many stories that come out. It's hard to keep track of it's all true. of these. This is true. People. Mm. Well, I'm ready. I'm excited. <gasps> all right. I'm Richie, a.k.a. Midnight Agent Raw. I'm Devin, a.k.a. Special Delivery Dev. We're the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedically informative take on movies, music, television, pro wrestling, and much more. Check us out at SuperMediaBrosPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you can listen to podcasts. Shades on. We're off. I'm going to tell you the story of former Nashville, Tennessee mm. mayor, Megan Barry. Ooh. <gasps> so in 2016, Megan Barry made history as the first woman mayor of Nashville. I love Nashville. But okay, yes. when Barry gets a little too close to her security guard, <gasps> rumors run rampant and reveal more than an affair at play. I, fe- I think I know the story. <gasps> Yes, because did I go to Nashville in 2016? I don't remember. You know, before I go on a trip, I'm like, all right, I'm going here. I got to know everything. I start reading. I'm like, what's happening there right now? What's going to happen? Oh, well, this was a big story there. I think it was 2016, (gasps) maybe. Well, maybe my sister's 40th and she would have been 2000. Yeah, that would have been 2016. All right. So Mm. our story takes place in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, love it. But one thing I want to clear up is that the area is specifically the metropolitan government of Nashville and Davidson County. Okay. So they have what's called um, a metro council. Okay. So um, basically it's a consolidated city council. So instead of like, like we have the Broward County Commission and the city of Fort Lauderdale, it would be mm-hmm. like those two things are merged as one thing oh, and okay. they kind of handle both business. Okay. So it's something like that. And it's, it's like one jurisdiction and they can make decisions both on the city and the, on the county oh, okay. level. And I believe the mayor kind of serves over both. All right. So that's, I just wanted to clear that up because I was like, I kept seeing these two separate things. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, is it Nashville's this other thing? Mm-hmm. But that's what it is. So in this case, the Metro Council has 40 members, 35 are district council representatives, mm. and five are at-large council members. Okay. So here's what I know about Megan Barry, a little bit of her background. So prior to her time in office, she had an interesting role in her former career, which I thought was funny, a little ironic. According to Melissa Wiley of Biz Women Journal, Barry worked in ethics and compliance for a company <laughs> called Nortel and later was the ethics and compliance executive for Premier Incorporated. So I just thought it was funny that she has this business degree, like her career is in ethics, so she knows yeah, what's right, what's, what's wrong. right, what's wrong, yeah. and then she ends up sort of embroiled in this scandal mm. and ends up in this bad situation. So um, before I dive into all of that, though, I want to talk about what led Barry into politics and all the good things. She did a lot of good things mm-hmm. in her short time as mayor. So Katie Crossland did a cover story on Barry for the Nashville Edit, and she explained that Barry's move into politics came from conversations with her girlfriends. And I thought that this was really cool. Barry explained that often on Fridays after work, 
she and her girlfriends would go out for drinks mm. and they'd end up talking politics. And I'm <gasps> like, oh, it's like us. That's all we ever yes. do. <laughs> and then they started asking like, where are the women? Where are the yeah. women? And so th- from there, they started what was called Women for Tennessee's Future or WTF, which I kind of <gasps> like, 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 oh, what the fuck? Where are the women? I don't know if that's what they like meant, but it's... Uh, I thought it was funny. Yeah. And basically it's an organization that helps elect progressive women in Ooh, Tennessee. Yes, so I'm like, yes, this is great. So Crossland noted that Barry was quote, widely celebrated and widely loved. And I feel like that's a hard thing for a politician to earn, you well, know, especially like if it's a woman, especially if it's a woman and CNN reported that she once had a 70% approval rating, which Dang. is pretty impressive. Yeah. Like that's a high approval rating yeah so joey garrison of the tennessean told cnn that barry was quote one of the highest profile democrats in tennessee she was known for her accessibility and remarkable visibility so she's somebody who could have moved up yeah she had a great reputation Mm. Um, prior to her win as mayor she served as an at-large councilwoman beginning in 2007 and she won re-election in 2011 and then you know, she runs for mayor. But during her time as a councilwoman, she advocated for LGBTQ rights mm. and she put forward an anti-discrimination bill that banned discrimination against city employees based on sexual orientation or gender identity. Nice. At the time, the advocate reported an excerpt from Barry's interview with the Tennessean where she said, quote, I believe that all employees deserve prote- protection and it's my responsibility as a council member to make sure that happens. Mm. So, you know, really trying to move things forward in Tennessee. And, you know, Tennessee yes, is like a mix, you know, yeah. the city yeah. is blue, but, you know, there's... Yes, I was going to say Nashville is very mm. progressive and yeah. it's such a fucking cool town. Like oh. really so many fun, young... And music. Hip and people. Oh my God. Oh, the food is so good. Damn it. Nashville's oh. so fucking awesome. Ooh. Road trip. Yes. Let's Please. do it. Yes. <gasps> All right, so if we're putting it on our tour, when we finally ever go on tour, we're going to Nashville. That's one of our stops. Mm -hmm. Woo! All right, so in 2016 as mayor, she started a city volunteer mentorship program with the public schools where volunteers could serve as mentors to students for an hour a week. So if you were a city employee for one hour a week, you could be paired up with a student and, you know, have things work that way. And she was also working on this other larger um, initiative to deal with traffic, um, but that kind of ends up falling to someone else later on because of what happens. Mm. So where things go wrong, rumors start swirling that Barry may be canoodling with her security guard, this guy, Rob Forrest. And Rob Forrest worked as the head of security detail and would often accompany Barry to various events. Well, he accompanied her in the sheets too, girl. With that dick. (laughs) Bish, so get it. one thing I found funny was that the two of them were caught on camera several times driving to the cemetery in the early morning. And I guess, you know, they thought like maybe the dead can't talk, but the camera sure did, girl, because Ooh, they were like, jokes today. <laughs> because they would go in and they're like, oh, tw-, they said, here's the cars going in. 12 minutes later, the cars are coming back out. So they would just go there, hook up, and come out. Oh, my gosh. And Inside Edition reported that Barry said that nothing untoward was happening at the cemetery and that she, quote, finds it to be a peaceful place to start her day. Oh, she's goth? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, Yeah. She's goth? She's goth. Okay. Yeah, she's there with her Doc Martens and her Black Islander. Yeah, and she's like... (gasps) 
Oh, souls my of God. the undead. <laughs> Help me this morning. And her Ouija board. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so hard being mayor of Nashville. It just was so funny. I mean, but 12 minutes later, Forrest. Yeah. Oh, he's Forrest. a two pump chump. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's going oh on, Forrest? I wish, I hope, if my friend Leanne is oh. listening to this, the cute, one of the cutest boys ever who will remain nameless, Ooh. except for this nickname, is that. I don't know who he <laughs> fucked, but he told, she told everybody he was a two-pump jump. And I was like, God damn. And I never no. looked at him the same after that. I was like, oh, no. But he's cute, but. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my poor guy. She knows who I'm talking about, girl. Woo. You know what I'm talking about. Holy shit. I love this. So funny. So when the affair went public. Okay, yes. Sorry. So <laughs> did she. Note. She went public as well. Oh, and in a January did. press conference, CNN covered her speech where she said she would not step down as mayor quote mm. i accept full responsibility for the pain i have caused my family and his oh i didn't know she was married they're both married oh shit i am so sorry to my husband bruce who has oh, stood God. by me in my darkest moments and remains committed to our marriage just as i am committed to repairing the damage i have done mm. i also must apologize to the people of nashville who elected me to serve as your mayor i knew my actions could cause damage to my office and the ones i loved but I did it anyway. I must hold myself to the highest standard of which the voters deserve to expect. Ugh. Please know that I'm disappointed in myself, but also understand that I'm a human and that I made a mistake. Mm. And NBC News reported that she said, quote, this is a very bad day and I'm going to have several more bad days, but this is not my worst day. And I will tell you, I know the difference between a mistake. I made a serious mistake, but this is not a tragedy. Ooh. So that's how she came out Good. with her statement. I love this. Yeah, me too. Like, she kind of owned it. Yeah. And for the most part, people were okay with this. Like, obviously not all people, because they're like, how can we trust her? Blah, you know, like, that kind of thing. But come on, it's like she's stealing. It's right. the affair of the heart. And she had a 72% seven, uh, approval rating, and the New York Times reported that it slipped down to 61% after she confessed, which is still not a really high approval yeah. rating. Like, Trump had, like, negative 50%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it damaged her, but, you know, not so mm. horribly. And then Robert Forrest also came out with a statement as reported by ABC News, mm -hmm. because remember, he's head of security detail. He's got this high position and um, with the police department. And he said, quote, I deeply regret that my professional relationship with Mayor Barry turned into a personal one. This has caused great pain for my wife, mm. my family, friends and colleagues. At no time did I ever violate my oath as a public officer or engage in actions that would abuse the public trust. So yeah, he was keeping an eye on her. All right. Ooh. Hi. So she had an affair, right? So what? I mean, people may judge her. Many a politician before her have had affairs. They've been busted. They've stayed in office. Yeah, I mean, Strom's practically, you know, jumping, yes, jumping women please. in elevators. <laughs> and some reports like Crossland's article in the Nashville edit point out that if a male mayor mm. had had a similar affair, yes. he would not have been treated in the media as harshly as Barry had. And we saw this too. Like we saw that when you covered um, Katie Porter. Yeah. Uh, was, no, it's no, uh, not Katie uh, Porter. Like, uh, Katie Porter is amazing. Uh, no. We're talking about Katie Hill. Katie Hill. Katie Hill. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Katie Hill. And as mayor, you know, she is, people did point out that she was in a position of authority over her security guard who is a subordinate to her. And if, it, if it, the genders were reversed, you know, <sighs> like there would have been a whole thing. And this also is coming out at the height of this whole Me Too. Ah, so there's all of this. She got wrapped up in that. She's getting wrapped up in that, and okay. she doesn't want to sort of take away from that. But the DA, Glenn Funk, started looking into things because 
you know, oh, they have this relationship. He's like, let me see, you know, were they canoodling on, on the, 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 the time of the city? Oh, okay. Was it during right, right, the day? Right. During work. Right. right. So he starts investigating. And this is where things kind of go bad. So they both work for the city. News Channel 5 reported that the DA wanted to investigate whether they were on the up and up to make sure they're not using taxpayer money to fund this affair in any way. And his hunch ends up being right. Listen, uh, so hold on. The vagina doesn't know punching in from eight to five. Like well, it, this, sometimes, well, sometimes, Tina. I know, but <laughs> so it was found that from March 2016 to January 2018, mm. Barry took about sixty thousand dollars from the city to pay her lover <gasps> in overtime. What? Yes. Okay, so the now two, we got a problem. That's what I'm not saying. Good, not good, not good, not good. So the two of them would often travel for business, and it would be just the two of them. So it was like city business, but th- but he's getting paid overtime on these trips. Oh, my God. And they're God. in the hotel room. They're, t- you know, like they're not. No, no good. Right. And if I was and his wife, I'd up. have a fucking one eye on this mayor, I'll tell you right now. The, and oh, just the two of yeah. you going overnight? Okay. Oh. Okay. And they're, hook- you know, they're hooking up on of these course. trips. And the trips were like Greece, France. What? They're going to Europe. They're going to Washington. They're going Washington. all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but are they like? Did they at least cover up and get two rooms? I mean, let's not be let's not be well, so obvious. Yeah, I, I think so. But so they have to bring in an auditor to go through oh my all of that to see what was going on. Yeah. To really estimate how much did this affair really cost the city? Wow. So uh, this is taken directly verbatim from News Channel 5 article, which is what the audit alleged. Mm-hmm. And one, Sergeant Robert uh, Forrest conducted non-metro business-related activities while being paid by Metropolitan Nashville government Uh-oh. is substantiated. So they were like, okay, he was getting paid and he was canoodling while he was getting paid. The allegation that Barry and Sergeant Forrest used Metropolitan Nashville government public funds to pay for out-of-town travel, whose purpose was exclusively personal, is unsubstantiated. Okay. So they were legitimate trips, but a lot of times on that trips, they're hanging out together mm-hmm. when they're supposed to be doing business. And then Barry and Sergeant Forrest, guilty pleas do not, because they end up pleading guilty, <laughs> spoiler, do not comply with the Metropolitan Nashville government employee standards of conduct. Mm. So they did not find evidence that any of these trips were for purely personal reasons, but they were still using government time and money and he's right. getting paid overtime. And how can you really d- differentiate between that time when it's just the two of them? Right. How can you figure right. you know, what was on the clock and what wasn't? And Heavy noted that the Tennessean reported at the time that the two of them went on at least nine trips together with wow. no other officials, <gasps> right? And that was like those European trips and all of that. Jeez. So um, CNN reported that as far as expenditures during the travel time, Forrest spent $33,000 in expenses and earned $50,000 in overtime. Holy so shit. So he's like writing in overtime pay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, maybe just keep your regular stuff. It's a little set. too much. It's, a li- it's not right. Isn't the pussy this enough? Is, like, this is on top of his. The, isn't the pussy enough of right. a fucking payment? Well, you got to get money too? <laughs> this is on overtime? top of $84,000. A year. Salary. He then got fifty grand on top of that, Dang. plus spent thirty three thousand dollars on the trips, the fucking plus, yeah, the hooking up. So mm, power, she's so powerful, though. I mean, the investigation also revealed that personal things were happening. You know, this is how they found out that personal things were happening on company time because, for example, the Daily Mail and some other reports uh, talked about these nude photos 
that were found on Forrest's phone. Mm. And the photos resembled Barry. No! And for example, one report noted that there was a person in the background that was similar in shape and style to what Barry had used on that trip. One pick, you're going to love this one. The woman was allegedly... Um, pulling up her clothes to reveal pantyhose that were pulled up over her vajayjay with no undies on. And so he's got that pick on there. Is that, but now, hot, is that a hot I know, pick, but imagine, though? you know, because these are, you know, they're both like in their 50s and she's this well-known mayor and the police that she knows, like they're looking at these p- pictures of her. Oh my God, you it's know, embarrassing. It's embarrassing, it's embarrassing. And um, NBC News reported that the timestamp on those photos no. lined up to the separate business trips that they're supposed Come to be on, on, you know, like, so there's all this evidence of them being together. I just, I keep in my head, I keep seeing pantyhose and like <laughs> no underwear. Yeah, like why? Well, she's trying and, to know, be hot. I, I don't a joke a long time ago that know. a man should never see his wife or his girlfriend put on fucking pantyhose. Cause you know, you're always yes. like, <laughs> like, fucking well, you're like Elaine, when Elaine on, dances on yeah. Seinfeld and she's like doing this whole thing. That's what it looks like when a woman's on pantyhose. It's a fucking horrific event. Yes. And she's like, no underwear pulling up the skirt with that with that thread oh, line that line goes up the goes middle. Up. That's like, what I was imagining. The line I was it, like, oh no. Engineer, is that hot? Pantyhose, no underwear pulling up the skirt. I mean, I guess it depends. It could be. It could hmm, be. Okay. Could be. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, now, uh, Barry did comment on these photos. According to News Channel Five, she released a statement. The allegations of photos taken of myself are very troubling and infuriating, if true. While I have not seen the photos in question, if they were of me, they were taken without my knowledge or permission and a complete invasion of my privacy. Um, um, were you blacked out when you were posing for the pictures? She, she, she still denies. She must have been mortified. Of course. Mortified. Of course. So here's the other thing. So there's all of that, like that 60 K over that, right. That they have spent. The audit cost the city a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! You know, like it's it's that's not right. No, you're it's right. It's not right. Tina, all right, you're right. So according to the Tennessee Star, the Beacon Center of Tennessee, which publishes a pork report, uh, uh, pork store uh, productions. productions. Hi, here we are. Uh, reported that she earned Pork of the Year in 2018 because uh, the affair cost the city about one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Oh my god! Like with everything. Total. Oh my yeah. god! And the president of the Beacon Center, Justin Owen, had this to say. Quote, what matters to us is that Mayor Barry did this on the taxpayer's dime. She used taxpayer's money to pay overtime pay to her bodyguard so she could be with him more often. The mayor of Nashville doesn't need security in Paris, France, or in Greece. (laughs) But ultimately, she used taxpayer money to further her affair, and that is why she pled guilty to felony theft as a result. It's they should have just met off hours. And get, you know, it doesn't get, it, meet off hours to get off. How easy does, is that? But how does nobody, <laughs> if she's like got to go to Greece for business, let's say nat- yes. their national business there, but like, like I, I don't mean, know about that. But like, you got to have your security. He's right. He's right. Oh, the head of security needs to come to me. Why? Why? Is there a target on it? Like who? Yeah, like nobody, no Why? one's no If one's you got a 71% you. rating, no one's coming for you in Nashville. I mean... So another issue that Heavy reported that looked a bit suspect mm. was that Forrest's daughter, her name was Macy Amos. Uh-oh. She was a newly graduated attorney and she got a job with the city. It was an entry level job. It was not part of the budget. It was created. No one else was considered for the job. And Mayor Barry gave her the job. Holy so shit. So that doesn't look good. No. You know, so it wasn't vetted. It wasn't put out for others. And it feels like nepotism. Like, it's, it's not a good it look, is. you know, no, no, like, no, so, good. 
But Heavy did report that the director of the city's law department said he chose to hire Amos. So who knows? But I'm sure Barry was like, hey, do me a solid. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. All right. So the charges. There was one charge felony theft and Barry pled mm-hmm. guilty to defrauding the city of overtime pay oh, as it. reported by the Tennessean. This is so fucked. Rob Forrest pled guilty to the same charge mm. as part of the agreement. Barry had to resign. So the Tennessean reported that right after she gave her plea, she went straight to City Hall to announce her resignation. And here's what she had to say, and this is as reported by the Tennessean. Quote, while my time as mayor today concludes, my unwavering love and sincere affection for this wonderful city and its great people will never come to an end. Mm. No one is as excited about this city and its bright and limitless future as I am. It has been my honor and it has been the privilege of my entire professional life to have the blessing and the opportunity to be your mayor. Mm. I thank you in advance for the support that I am sure you will give Mayor Briley in the weeks and the months ahead. God bless this wonderful city. I love you, Nashville. God. So while she wasn't, you know, she wasn't planning on resigning, but that was part of the plea agreement. And of course, um, Forrest had resigned way earlier. As soon as he like admitted to the affair, he he like retired in good standing because he retired before... Yeah, the all fraud and all mm-hmm. that stuff came out. So he retired, um, and he he served as an, a police officer for thirty one years. Wow, half of those years he served as the head of the uh, mayoral security. You know, his whole career, mm. he ends. So sentencing, <sighs> according to Fox Seventeen, Barry was sentenced to three years probation, as did Forrest. Barry had to pay back the city eleven thousand dollars for unlawful expenditures, and mm. Forrest had to pay back the city forty five thousand dollars for overtime pay and getting paid when he wasn't really working. Mm. The aftermath: Vice Mayor David Briley was sworn in as mayor. As part of uh, her plea agreement, the Tennessean reported, I thought this was interesting, that her uh, criminal record would be expunged after her probationary period. Mm. So essentially, when those three years were up. Um, the the case is completely deleted from court records as if it never happened. So she got a good deal, you yeah. know, like that record is gone. Like that's it. Uh, WKRN reported that Rob Forrest will not get his full pension as a result of his plea oh, deal. Geez. He admitted to taking that money. And so they decided they're like, you know, you'll get your pens- pension, your annual pension, but it'll be docked by $11,000 wow. each year. And then uh, Fox 17 reported that Barry um, ended up earning a teaching position. Hmm. At Fisk University, and she is uh, teaching a women in politics course. And at the time that that was announced, alumni were planning to protest her appointment because... Get the fuck out of here. So, some points of interest. Yes. Uh, Megan Barry and her husband work through the affair. They end up rebuilding their life together. But Forrest's wife did file for divorce as soon as she learned of the affair, and that was sort of done. Oh, sad. Um... I, like I said earlier, this happened during the Me Too move, movement, and Barry did not want her situation mixed up with that because she said we were two consenting adults. Yes, like this is come on, you know, come on. So this next part is really sad, and terrible, and tragic. Oh no! So months prior to the affair being exposed, in July 2017, Barry's son, that her only son with her <gasps> husband Max, died from an opioid overdose at just 22 years old. Oh my god! So she has. And, and I was like, I can't imagine the stress she was under. Like her, in July, her son dies. And then in January, six months later, this affair is exposed, her career. Like, oh my she, gosh. I can't, I can't, like, I feel like most people would crumble. Like this two-year affair yes. is exposed. And, and the other thing with the opioid, like this just really brought to light that like anybody's child. Oh yeah. Can be impacted by this. Yes. And 
it, it brought up so much fear for me that, you know, I know that our children are little, but they're going to go off to college one day. Cause she had said like, he went off to college. He came back with like, you know, Xanax pills and like, boom, he had this addiction, mm. you know, and, and they put him in rehab. They did all that they it's could so do, sad. you know, it's terrible. So, but she's turning that tragedy and her former public status to bring awa- awareness to the opioid uh, epidemic, oh, which I thought was really great. Yes. And she did something bad, right? Like to me, the affair is like, that's personal. It's not business. The money issue, definitely wrong. Like they made a big mistake and she could hang her head. She could hide away, but instead she's still trying to do something good in her city. And she's been part of a documentary about opioid use and the stigma attached to it. Mm. Um, again, as a way to bring awareness, she was interviewed in the Tennessee Lookout, where she talked about how the pandemic has made the opioid crisis even worse, and that the 2020 deaths from January to September of that year were already well over the number from all of 2019, the prior year. Holy cow! Yeah. Um, she talked about this work as being a way to serve the community in a new way, because she is all about. She really wants to serve people. Yeah. They have an organization called the Max Berry, that was her son, Travel Fund, and it's for kids who are working with the Oasis Center, and that is a youth crisis intervention center, and um, I guess her son loved to travel, so if those kids, like, want to travel and they don't have the money to do so, they, like, can apply, and they have to be part of that center, and then they can Mm. use the funds to travel. Oh, this part's going to make me cry. I'm going to try very hard not to cry. So, I can't even read it. (laughs) He's so sad. All right. I know I'm tired and I know. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. All right. She talked about being a grieving parent. This part's so sad. She said it makes her day to hear her son's name come out of someone's mouth. And she said moments of joy come from remembering my child and having someone else remember him too. Because she talked about how like when people lose their children, like no one talks about them anymore. And like, and she's like, I just want to hear someone say his name. Oh, I was like, I love this lady, even though she did this bad thing. And then finally, she gave a TED Talk about her worst day. And I thought it was pretty inspiring, inspiring, right? We cover all these mucky people and rarely do any of them ever own up to it or try to make amends. And she is being so open about like what her mistakes are and what she did wrong. And um, she talks about how she gave this TED Talk And she talked about, like, she just wanted to run away. And she says, quote, I was running. I was shedding my labels. I was no longer the mayor. I was no longer a mom. I was Mm. barely a wife. I was just Megan. And I didn't even know what that meant anymore. And then she, like, like redefined things in her life. She ends up finding herself accepting it all. And she's just been candid and open about bringing awareness to this thing. And I was like, wow, way to take a hot mess of a, a, of a thing in a year of your life and really like not let it break you and finding a way to still do something good. Incredible. So that's the story of oh, Mayor Megan Tina. Barry. Oh my god! And I was not expecting to find this whole other thing. Like yeah. as I was like, I found like the affair first and then I was like, oh my God, she's doing all this other stuff. And yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. It's pretty Maybe wild. Maybe she'd want to come on the podcast <gasps> and talk about Oh, Max Berry travel fund. Oh my God. Let's have her on. It's a crisis that, that our electeds do need to handle in this country. Yeah. So <gasps> it's a huge problem. Ooh, that oh, would be good. That was amazing. All right. That's my story. I know it's going to cry. Coaster. I know. <laughs> what a story. I know. Do you know what <sighs> I want to mention? Cause I don't think I, I, I think it happened before the last episode is that we got a message on our Facebook 
from someone. I, I don't oh, want to name, yes. name his name yes, right now. Yes, I'm not going to yes, get his name. Yes. That ha- it happened right when we finished recording or yes, something. Yes. That's right. <laughs> and he's somebody who worked in the Michigan house for, I'm not going to say which, which party, but it's, he, he was going down on a road of like listening to, or, um, Googling things about this affair that he yes. had been involved in, and it was Todd Corser and Sydney Gamrat, Hillary the, story in the Michigan with the house. Feet. That's the feet on the dashboard. Yes. So the story <laughs> about these two who met there and they had an affair. Yes. They were both house members of the tea. They were tea party members. Yes. They went in on a tea party wave, and the person who contacted us worked for one of these two, and he was like, "Holy shit! This was I loved listening to the, you guys cover the story." <laughs> I was, hi. I was, he's yes, like, hi. I was involved, and he said. And what the public knows is the tip of the iceberg. Oh, and I was like, oh come my God. on our Of show. course, Tina's like immediately like, can he come on and tell us the rest? He, and he went on and on and he sent a couple of really great messages. And I did invite him to come on the podcast whenever. And he's like, eh, maybe, I don't know. We'll it's been a while. Up. We'll follow up. He's like, I don't think I could be sued right now at this point because it's been so long. But uh, yeah, I just, there's, you know, when we make the podcast, like even yes. this, if this woman Googles her name. Yeah. She's going to find the podcast and she's going to hear you like yes. start to cry when you talk uh, about her son and probably send us a message. Like, it's so funny how it's, if it's current people, yeah, we're always going to hear something. Yeah. And we've but, heard from a few people recently, yeah. which yeah. has been really wonderful. Oh my God. I love really, it. Really, really wonderful. So that's, that's our it. show. Oh my God. That's our show, YouTube. Yeah. And also that camera's still rolling. Hey, bitch. We're not paper ham bitches over here. I'll tell you what. (laughs) We are not. We know what we're doing. We're right. Diamond hands. Oh, I better not say that because maybe, maybe there'll be a snap. Yeah. Let's stop this. this. Let's stop. And I stand by what I said at the end of the last episode. If you're on YouTube and you're not down, please do me a favor. Yeah, You got to do both. Subscribe to the fucking podcast. You got to do both. Download the regular audio so we can get that download number. Help us out already. I get it. I get it. I get it. Why you want to oh. watch the YouTube? Ooh, like, hey, I understand. I understand. <laughs> My milkshakes brings all the boys Woo! to YouTube. Damn right. <laughs> and Damn right. Uh, please, let's stop the video. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you. Thank you.